Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode three of the Entry Level Podcast, where I, Lindsay Bernard, and my co-host, Sarah Dudley, talk all things entry level. This episode is all about dealing with failure, both earlier, early in your career and in other aspects of life. In this episode, we're going to talk about what failure really means, dealing with fail- failure early in your career, adjusting your mindset around failure in all aspects of life, our biggest failures and why we're grateful for them, how you can use negative energy to propel you towards success. With all of that said, let's get started. All right. So failure. What does failure mean to me? So when I think of failure, there's this really good quote that I really love, actually. And it's the idea of when a child is learning to walk, you never hear them say, maybe this isn't for me. (laughs) You know, it's this idea of like a kid, you know, when you see these little babies, kids learning how to walk, they're going to stand up, they're going to tumble, they're going to fall over, they're going to roll over, they're going to fall on their faces. You know, they're going to do it over and over and over and over again. But at the end of the day, every single day, they try it again the next day. Right. And a lot of it is maybe mom and dad or siblings are, you know, you know, motivating them. They get little treats and snacks every time they do it. You know, it's that positive reinforcement. But, but it doesn't change the end result. And that is that every kid learns to walk. You know, like you don't, none of those kids stop and think, hey, you know, I've fallen 175 times. <laughs> I'm really not feeling this anymore. I think I'm just going to sit on my butt for the rest of my life. And I think that that, I love that metaphor because we sometimes get so caught up in the moment, in the idea of, oh, I didn't, I tried this, I sucked at it, I'm done. You know, I'm going to give up. Like, I've done this 10 times and I still can't figure it out, I'm done. And even, you know, we talk about our journey with creating this podcast because all of this has been very new to us. And I think like, you know, there's been a few times where we've hit the same wall over and over again and it's like, you know, do we just give up on all this or do we figure it out, find a different way, you know, find a solution and move forward. And I think that when it comes to what does, what does failure mean to me, it's when you, when you stop doing that, when you stop trying. trying to find a new solution to a problem and you just give up and you let it go. That to me is, is what failure means. It's not like, hey, I tried something and it didn't work out. That to me is not really failure. That's, that's just like learning. That's just like trying to figure out and navigate what, what you can do and can't do and what you need to change or do differently. To me, failure is really when you sit and you say, you know, I really want this but I can't seem to figure it out, so I'm just going to quit. Yeah. Um, it's funny, when when Sarah pitched this idea of failure to me, of doing a podcast episode on it, the first thing that went through my mind was, I don't want to talk about my failures. Like, I don't want to think about them. And, and then I started thinking about that, and that really kind of brought me to, I don't think a lot of people like to talk, I don't think a lot of people like to talk about their failures. Like, it's a very personal thing. It can be a very hard thing to get over. Um, but I agree with what you said. I think failure, much like success, means different things to different people. Um, since you started with a quote that's actually really relative, <laughs> I'll start with a quote that I like that may not be as relative, but I think it is. Um, one of my favorite quotes, and I'm sorry, I do not know who said this originally, so don't sue me, but um, two things define you. Your patience when you have nothing 
and your attitude when you have everything. And that's a quote that when I started out early in my career, I, I came across and I used to keep it on the background of my phone, you know, when I was 21, 22, 23. And when I think about that quote, it brings me back to a time where I was constantly felt like a failure. I was 24 living in a new city with not knowing anyone with being younger, you know, 10 to 15 years younger than all the men on my team. I had a boss who I didn't really know. And I just was learning in this whole new role and this new job. And I just felt like every day the punches were coming. And I would look at that quote and I'd be like, okay, like you need to have patience and remember that you're, you, you will get through this if you go back to the fundamental things of what you know and turn these failures into something successful or turn these failures into not necessarily failures, but I look back now and I would never, you know, as I was going through that time when I was in San Francisco, every day I would come home and just sit on my couch by myself, have no one to talk to and just think, wow, like I am terrible at this. I am doing such a terrible job. I can't close a deal. I, I have no friends anymore. I just felt like everything I did, I failed. And now when I look back to that time and this, this quote kind of brings me back, when I think back, I never talk about my time in San Francisco now as a failure. I actually think of it as like a launch pad for my career now and how important it was for me to go to, like go through. And I think about, you know, feeling overwhelmed by my coworkers and my boss and now they're even, you know, they're my best friends and they really shaped me. And I don't think of that time in San Francisco as a failure, but it's so funny to think about it because I really did. And it really affected me just the constant feeling like you weren't good enough. And I think feeling like you're not good enough for me, that's failure to me. Like no one's harder on me than me. I'm driven by the fear of failure. Like I am, I wake up every day afraid to fail and afraid of letting people down and afraid of letting myself down. And so for me, failure, I try to make it in my life so that I don't feel it. But let's be serious. Everyone feels it. And I think getting to know that emotion and how to handle it is really important. And I'm not saying I have all the answers because like I just started out by saying, I don't like talking about failure. Yeah, no, failure is hard to talk about. And I think similarly, you know, when I was going through school, you know, through high school and college, you know, I, I, I should be more humble, but I was really good at school. Like I, I always had good grades. I always just felt like. This is a true, this is true (laughs) news. This is not fake news. You know, I, I always felt like I just, school came easy to me. And not, and I'm not saying that, but in making myself sound like, you know, this big deal, because a lot of other things did not come easy to me, like sports. Um, but school came easy to me. And so I f- saw a lot of success in school <clears throat> throughout my teen years and in high school and college. It doesn't mean I didn't work for it. I definitely worked for it. I prioritized it, but I enjoyed it. And so it was easy for me. And then I hit, you know, I, I got into grad school. I finished grad school. And then I got my first you know, real, what we call real kind of corporate type job out of grad school. And that's when I, that's probably the first time that I really faced failure because I was jumping into a pool of other people who 
who were, you know, at my level or far beyond me and just like being thrown into the deep end. And that to me was the first time that I really tasted like these feelings of not being enough, like these feelings of failure. And my first couple of years, you know, I I did well, you know, I did well enough that I was recognized. I got awards. And even though I felt like I was failing at times because I didn't feel like I was, I was, I wasn't feeling the normal feelings that I had felt through school where I knew I was succeeding. I had, I had all these crazy feelings of like, I'm not doing enough, even though to other people I was doing plenty and and doing it well to myself. I was so uncomfortable with this feeling of failure that I didn't really know how to handle it. And then when I went into, I had one job in particular, probably a couple years into, into my time at this company and it was by far the hardest job I ever had and I was under really really strict you know really this manager who really pushed me to what I felt was just beyond my limits and I would go home like actually crying at the end of the day because I just felt like I couldn't do that I couldn't do it and I just felt like I was letting everyone down and that people looked at me like I was an idiot and that I just like it was just a really, really humbling like point for me to to hit this point where I just like felt like nothing I did was good enough, and I just wasn't good enough for this role and what I was doing. And now I look back back at it, and and I still look back at it as one of the most difficult times in my early career because it was it it just sucked, you know. Like you have these horrible feelings about yourself, like. All these emotions. It was the first time I think I was ever emotional at work. Like I remember being on a call with my manager and like she could tell that I was on the brink of tears and I was like trying to hold it back. And it was embarrassing to me to have these feelings of like just abject failure and I didn't know how to handle it. And then, you know, now I look back on it years removed from the situation and I was like, you know, of any point so far in my career that I learned the most about myself and my like ability to overcome difficult situations and face failure in the like right in the face and deal with it, I became better because of it. And it was really, really, really hard in the moment. But as I can look back now and and really see it for what it was is that that person wasn't being mean to me. They were pushing me harder than I had ever been pushed. And now I'm better for it. And and I've reached new levels of success since then that maybe I wouldn't have been able to if I didn't have that push and that perspective at the time. Yeah. And you said something interesting. I wrote it down. So I, there's, there's such a big difference between tactical failures, and I'll, I'll explain, tactical fa- failures and internal failures. It's like you just did a good job at talking about both. It's like when you're growing up, it's like an A is an A and an F is an F, and it's like a fail. It's like if you're on a sports team and your goal is to make it in the next, next playoff game and you don't, you failed. Or your goal was to get into college and you needed to get a 3-2 to get in and you didn't. Then you failed. Like, so I feel like tactical fails, like I'm, in, I'm a sales account executive, so I have a quarter number every quarter and a year number. If I don't hit the quarter numbers or the year numbers, I fail. But sometimes to other people, like there's also internal failure. And what I like to call internal failure is it mixes with tactical failure because it's it's the goals you set for yourself and how you feel like you failed. And that internal failure to me could be anything from not performing in your job, which we both, you know, we've both gone through. I have friends who are ICU nurses, you know, with babies who the babies unfortunately pass and they feel like they failed. You you can feel like you failed people. You like sometimes I feel like 
I pride myself on being a good friend and sometimes things get away from me and I'm not and I feel like I failed that person. And what I, and for, if you're like me who dwells on things and like I mentioned before that, you know, I'm driven by the fear of failure. I've learned, I've had, it has taken me a very long time. This, this was very hard. I used to, I used to let failure eat at me or that feeling that I failed just eat at me mm-hmm. for, for days and weeks. And it, and it, I just learned it's not the best way to go about it. Obviously it's definitely not the best way to go about it. So what I started to do was try to make little changes where if I was feeling re- like, like I was failing, I, I try to like let myself feel bad for a night or, you know, you lost a deal you got, you know, you let a friend down, you feel like crap. I, I, I try to let myself really feel bad about it for a day or two because that's me. I need to feel that and to, to drive me. But I turn that energy into driving me to not do it again and to, to learn for, you know, to learn from, from that failure. And I try to apply that to, you know, every, everything that I'm doing because I don't like feeling that way. Um, the other thing I like to point out is on the internal failure front, a lot of people that you surround yourself with don't know how you feel. They, they won't think you failed. I mean, if I asked Dudley right now, like, what do you think I care? Like, what do you think failure is to me? She probably don't know. Like, I mean, it would, I'm assuming it would have something to do with <laughs> CrossFit or your job. Well, or, CrossFit's you know. another life. I fail at CrossFit <laughs> daily and that's fine. But no, yeah, CrossFit, I'm terrible. Recreational. But yeah, no, totally. And yeah, so it's just, it's like I said, my whole message, failure is a personal thing, but you know, to other people, it may not look like you failed. Like one time I like a couple of weeks ago, I had a deal, at, you know, it's our end of quarter. I had a deal push and I had told my management, I thought it was not going to come in. And I was having the worst anxiety pit in my stomach to tell them it wasn't coming in. Like just to be like, sorry, this slid, this slipped. I, there's nothing I can do. I, I agonized over this conversation for, for, you know, a day, like really a day. And then I finally told my boss and she's like, Oh, you gave it your best shot. Like you'll get it next quarter. And I was shocked at the reaction, but I shouldn't have been shocked because my boss is supportive and they know I gave a hundred percent and I shouldn't feel like that, but I still did on the flip side. I've had the opposite reaction where I've had managers be like, you know, flip out and get mad and you feel even worse. But then that's where the internal strength you have being aware of it and turning it into something positive. That's been the number one thing I've had to do my whole life is turn that negative feeling of failure into something positive. Yeah. I think, I think you said some great, great nuggets there. And the one that I love is turning the idea of failure, that negative energy into something positive. I was reading or I guess audio listening in my car to a book recently called You're Not That Great by Elon Gale, you know, shout out to the bachelor nation out there. Um, and he, he really, you know, at first it kind of infuriated me because he was talking about this idea that, you know, we should be using negative energy around us to turn it into something positive. But at first he came across very much like, you know, woe is me, you know, I, I'm just angry at the world and I have so much negative energy around me and it's everyone else's fault. And that bothered me until I, until I, and until I really understood what he was getting to and what he was getting to was this idea that, you know, you're not that great. You're not that different from the guy next to you in the sense that we all experience like 
negative things. We all have crappy things happen to us. We all in a di- every and everyone has different levels and different variations of this. And you know, we can argue all day long like who's had more pain or more crap happen to them in their life. We've all had these experiences. We've all felt it at different levels. But it's really not so much like what happens to you as it is how you react to it. And I think when it, when we're talking about failure, it's not – you're not failing if something bad happens to you or if you have a moment that, you know, you're embarrassed by or that you feel like you failed at something. It's more how you react and respond to it that is going to define, like, whether you're actually a failure in that moment. I'm thinking back of, of a situation I had not, not that long ago, probably a couple of weeks, where I, I responded to something – emotionally and it was like I just had a lot going on that week I was frustrated with things and how they were going and and somebody you know sent something that just added to that frustration and I responded quickly and sharply and immediately I was like I shouldn't have handled it that way I was embarrassed by how I'd handled it I was like I just shouldn't have done it that way but I I learned something in that moment which was you know next time be better do better yeah and then like yeah yeah and like you said you know sometimes you're harder on yourself than anyone else is and and I beat myself up over that for a couple of days because I felt really bad about it and then I had a conversation with that person. They were like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm glad you did that. Like, this needed to be said. It needed to be called out. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's your job. That's what that's what we pay you to do. So we're glad you did it. And I was like, okay. And then I, let, I like, forgave myself for that failure. But we hold on to things so long sometimes that we don't even realize that we're putting this energy on ourselves for no reason. And, and so we need to take that negative energy and either do something good with it, like change you know, take a lesson out of it or we just sit in this like puddle of despair and it does nothing for us. Yeah. And and sometimes I think I'm thinking back and you hear, you know, people say, oh, I don't have a boyfriend. I'm failing or I don't, I'm not married at 30. I'm failing or, oh, I failed at this and I failed at that. And I think we, a lot of people throw that word around easily when really I think it takes a lot to really be a failure. I, I truly think you have to try really hard to be a failure, um, especially with all, you know, just a, a basic work ethic can help you, you know, get out of get out of those situations. But what I am, a, I'm a sarcastic person. I, you know, say negative things. You know, I, my friends have joked and called me Daria. I don't know if any, I'm sure all the millennials on here know who Daria is, but um, I found that, to, to Sarah's point, I let, sometimes I let the words affect me as well emotionally. And I, and I remember things, you know, I remember things people said or just what made me feel that way. And it makes me feel worse, you know, and, and when you, when I'm like, oh, I failed this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, and when I stopped thinking of it that way, that's when I'm able to get through it and turn it into something positive. Cause I just think failure is, has such a negative um, connotation to it when really I think you can turn it into a positive thing. I think if you're to Sarah's point, the emotional intelligent to be emotionally intelligent and able to do that is so difficult, but I will be, I will, I already suggested doing a whole episode on emotional intelligence because that is, I will be thankful for the rest of my life for my, my managers when I was an intern, one of my managers when I was an, in, an intern and one of my mentors when I was, my first job out of school, 
because they both taught me a lot about emotional intelligence, would call me out about be, being an emotionally intelligent, had me do readings on it. And, and I used to be like, why do I have, to, I have to do this to get promoted? Like, does everyone have to do this? But it was someone that I looked up to who saw it in me, who said, this will really help you in the long term. And I just, I think that learning about emotional intelligence has really helped me deal with failure as you move through, as I've moved through my life, not just in my career, but in everything. That emotional intelligence piece. Yeah, and I think the idea that dealing with failure, it's not just a job thing. It's not just how you handle it in your career. It's how you handle it in every aspect of your life. Like, you know the, the type of people who every time something bad happens to them, oh, it's the universe hates me. Of course this happened to me. Like, yeah. I just, bad things happen to me all the time. I just have terrible luck. You know, the world is against me, blah, blah, blah. And they never... And and that's fine. Sometimes we all have streaks of bad luck. You know, it just happens. But you can tell the difference between people. Yeah, you can tell the difference between people who sit back and they say, okay, this happened to me, but why? Like, what could I have done to either change the course of what happened and, and do that in the future so it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe it truly was just bad luck and you just sit back and say, you know, can I do anything to change this? If the answer is no, move on. Yeah. <laughs> and if the answer is yes, take action in some way. And, like, there's nothing worse to me than people who just sit back and think and just they just let the world happen to them and then they blame all of their misfortune, and I say this in air quotes, on the world around them instead of taking personal responsibility. And I think to address failure and to not let failure overwhelm you, you have to be willing to take personal responsibility for your actions and how your actions can either change or, you know, avoid similar situations in the future. Yeah. So I'm going to tell just a quick story about my brother. Um, He was a phenomenal baseball player. High school, he was Mr. Baseball, state of Maine, the whole thing. Went to UMaine, pitchered, you know, D1, the whole thing. He committed. Like, he's an awesome kid. Like, nice guy. Doesn't, wouldn't hurt a fly. Like, and he dedicated his whole life to baseball. And, you know, as he went through college, he got injured. He had to switch positions. But his whole goal was to get drafted. And, you know, after school, it didn't work out for him. Life got in the way. Things got in the way. And I watched the pain that he went through from feeling like he failed. I watch, And we still talk about it today. I watched him do it. And I'll just say I probably don't help the situation. I call him a hometown hero, but that's a joke. But I probably didn't help. But <laughs> Shout out to Chris. Yeah, shout out to Chris. Um, no, he's not. I was just kidding. But I watched the pain he went through of feeling like he failed himself. And it was hard to like... Wa- and it's still, it was still hard to watch him go through that because if you put all your eggs in that basket and just unfortunately due to an injury or the timing, it didn't work out. Then he stuck graduated. Like now what? And I, you know, I've watched him over the last few years, try different careers and jobs. And I'm super proud of him because he's tried different things. He's given 150%. He's kind of narrowed down to what he wants to do. And now he found himself in a job in, in a life in a, in a situation that he loves. And, you know, we will talk about this a little more. We're, we just went into business together. Um, we just started a real estate development company together uh, last year, and it's going really well. And, you know, I'm just really proud of him because I saw that ang- that angst he had of when he failed and just that personal, like, devastation. And I've watched him through struggle, 
through struggle, find himself doing something now that he really likes to do. And it was not easy for him. But I just think, I just like that lesson of you can, you know, trial and error, trying new things, working hard, sticking to who you are. I truly think that there's not just one thing out there for everyone. And so, like Sarah said earlier, if you feel like you're failing or you feel like this isn't working out, fix, adjust it. It's hard to do. It's easy to say it. It's hard to do. And I just got to give my brother a shout out because I was able to watch in real time something so negative in his life and he turned it into something positive. And I just think it's awesome. Yeah, I think anytime you can take a negative situation and make it work for you instead of against you, you know, taking what you feel like is failure and, and manipulating it in a way that it's not it's not working against you. It's something that you can take, learn from it, figure out what's next and 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 stop feeling like, you know, you're victimized by life, basically. And I think like when it comes to failure, it's really hard to unpack that those feelings around it sometimes. And some people feel them more strongly than others. And I, I like have a lot of respect for people who don't ever seem to be like mm-hmm. shook by failure. They just Same. like are not too. afraid of anything and they just barrel forward. And, and like I know I've learned a lot of skills around like how to take negative energy and, and use it to, you know, move myself in a positive direction. But I always really respect people who, who just seem to like be excited for failure yeah. because it's a really hard thing to wrap your head around. And I, like, and another thing too is sometimes, like I've mentioned this whole podcast, failure is really personal, but sometimes it doesn't hurt to, I mean, I'll text Sarah and be like, oh, I just feel like I failed that meeting. And she'll be like, why? And then I think about it. I'm like, well, maybe I didn't, you know, and yeah. sometimes it does help to share things with with people, and I, you know, I'm not the best at that when it comes to failure, but that's also um, maybe some advice. But yeah, I don't really have, I don't have a lot of advice. Like this isn't a topic I like to talk about, but I think <laughs> no, it's true. I think it, but I think it's also when I was talking to other people about failure to to research for this this episode, you know, it made me think a lot about just my own failures. And now that I, when I used to think they're failures, I look back and I don't anymore, which kind of makes me happy that I'm moving away from those kind of negative times or negative I thought they were negative times when really now they can be positive yeah because you're learning from the struggle like yeah, if you don't if you don't struggle at any point, point you're probably not going to be the best in your space and that's where when I was talking about you know my earlier years when I like uh, school was wasn't like it was hard but it came easy to me because I really loved it. And it was like the center of my universe growing up was school. Like I just, I knew school was the key to me getting out of my like childhood situation. And so I put all my energy into it. And so when I got, finally got into a situation where I felt just like totally underwater and those, those feelings of failure, it was really hard at first to like, to unpack them and figure out what to do and, and how to navigate past it. But I think you, ha- you know, once you once you learn how to really do that and, and take that that feeling and put it into okay, then how am I going to fix this? Like if you immediately take those feelings of failure, like you said, sit on them for a while, yeah. unpack them, understand where they're coming from, feel them so that they don't build up, but then come up with an action plan. How are you yeah. going to get to the next step despite this setback? And if you can do that, and if you can learn how to do that effectively. You're set. You're going to hit every single goal that you've ever set for yourself because setbacks are just that. They're just setbacks. They don't mean the end of your goals or the end of yep. your dreams. You learn the most from failure. Yeah. If we're going to leave it, I think that's a good place to leave it. 
Yeah, um, absolutely. So as as you know, we like to do some fun segments at the end so you guys can get to know us a little bit better in these first episodes. Um, so this segment is actually called What's Keeping Us Up at Night or What's Keeping You Up at Night. And basically what this segment is is just something that's, you know, we've been thinking about or an article we read or just a topic. Um, and we're going to post some things on our on our landing page if, if we talk about them. But um, yeah, what's keeping you up at night, Sarah? So for me, really just like, you know, adulting is keeping me up at night. Like lately, I feel like there's just, it's like, I feel like it's been one of those months, like my car breaks down, I gotta like get a loan, like I had to my buy passports out. passports expired. Yeah, I had to like buy out the lease of my vehicle last month. And with that, you know, you have to go through all the processes of like getting a loan through a bank and looking at interest rates and like which one's going to give me the lowest and like negotiating and and then actually like going to the RMV, the motor vehicle, oh. like DMV in some states. Oh, my God. It's like <laughs> it's like just like this influx of horrible adulting tasks that have come in and it's stressful it's like (laughs) am I gonna get pulled over and have my car impounded if I go over the eight day like registration period (laughs) like and then my check engine light comes on and I'm like my car's only three years old (laughs) like what is going on and yeah just a lot of adulting things that I'm just not excited about and these things are keeping me up yeah (laughs) that's and when you get older you don't sleep as well so that's also keeping you up exactly you know um, so for me, you know, as you've noticed, Doug, Sarah and I are not political pundits by any means, and this podcast will not be political. However, today we kind of got some news that um, Anthony Kennedy, which is Supreme Court Justice, is retiring, and I never paid attention, to be honest with you, that much to this stuff until the last year. Talk about adulting, when you start paying attention to the news, I guess <laughs> I guess that's that can go into your pile, but I think that's going to keep me up because I'm curious. I want to, I feel like we're in a huge shift right now and you know, a lot of people are retiring and there's new faces and new people winning, you know, Congress seats in New York and everywhere else. And when that, when I heard about the retirement today, I just thought, wow, I wonder a year from now what things are going to look like. I, you know, I just think I'm like interested, like what's, what's next? Like, and so I think I, with that news today, I think I've been thinking about it a lot just kind of like who's going to be the nomination what's going to change will things change you know is it going to be interesting and um i guess that to go with your adulting theme like i guess that puts me in the adult category that i actually care um but yeah i'm just really curious and i think that'll probably keep me up a couple a couple nights this summer i think politics are keeping a lot of people up at night <laughs> yes yeah, that is true <laughs> um but anyway so so that's the end of this this episode we have a bunch more coming for you and just want to remind you that We want to hear what you think. Email us, comment, subscribe, um, because we're going to be doing follow-up episodes on failure, and we want to bring in some of our listeners to be part of our panel and kind of walk through your experiences and and things like that so we can make this as interactive as possible. Yep, definitely. And don't forget to follow us on uh, Instagram at Entry Level Podcast, and we are excited to hear more from you guys. All right. Thanks, guys.